You are listening to the Practicing the Art of Small Business podcast with Shannon Merlot and Julie Parker. Join their conversation about business, leadership, and the self-awareness journey to greater success. Welcome to this episode of Practicing the Art of Small Business. Howdy doody, shall I say, Joni Mitchell. <laughs> Otherwise known as my good buddy Shannon, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am looking a little bit like an Earth Child today, aren't I? I'm. I haven't. <laughs> I'm all a la natural. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm and you're looking fantastic. I am expecting oh. you to come out with you know, yellow cab or some sort of magical little melody because you. When I first jumped on with Shannon, I thought, wow she's all looking funky and Joni Mitchell here so you got to jump on to the YouTubes as Shannon calls them the YouTubes and have a look (laughs) but you are not in your usual locale are you aren't you I am not in my usual locale I am in country Victoria I'm staying with my little old daddy-o for a little while so yes I have um, established a new office in stall Victoria (laughs) for the week um, at the kitchen table which has been fun um but variety is the spice of life especially after what we've been through recently let's not mention the l word um but yes um i don't know if i'm gonna what is it how does she say it all alone the days are gone if you don't know what you've got, got to live gone, gone. <laughs> <laughs> Be paradise put up a parking lot um, if you can edit that, Julie. Well, uh, I think that's evidence we should be doing a whole lot more singing on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone agrees. <laughs> I'm sure they do. But, Julie, because we're doing something new and fresh today, maybe I will jump in because we are going to start doing a series that we've affectionately called The Shorts. Um, <laughs> they might have a picture of... Julie, actually, you are wearing shorts today. I am wearing shorts today. How come my shorts? <laughs> <laughs> and from this point forward, when we do record a the shorts episode, then Julie will in tune wear her shorts. Yes. So we're that's going to start from, recording. That's, diff- that's different from the brief episodes where you just need to wear your briefs. <laughs> knows what hair I'll have if I'm just wearing my briefs in the the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So we were designing this to be a real quick episode, weren't we, Shannon? What was your idea idea of the topic? Well, I thought that what we could do is give a framework for a weekly whip. And when I initially mentioned this, we are talking briefs. Julie then Googled and went on a whole different tangent around what whips were. <laughs> which right. this podcast is not about, just to, just to clear, be clear. So we wanted to, to do a shorts on a weekly work in progress meeting. We're going to talk a little bit about the benefits of it, why you'd want to do it. We're going to give you the agenda that we suggest and recommend. And um, hopefully we're going to wrap this up within 20 minutes uh, so that our viewers can just listen to this short pot short. of gold. <laughs> This short, short the short, short shorts. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. These short shorts, that's right. Well, let's get stuck into it, Shannon. Now, just to give you an idea, being uh, someone that's worked in dental practices, small business my whole career, and 
I'd never come across a whip before. So first of all, thank you for letting me know what a whip is. It isn't just something to heighten excitement in a certain area of your life. (laughs) Well, actually, as it turns out from your Googling, there's something to do with bike riding and mountain bike riding. I don't know what Bliss is actually thinking about when I was saying that. I was meeting the BMX bike whipping. Of course. Of course, (laughs) just to clarify. (laughs) And if you were thinking anything else, then this isn't the right podcast for you. Just saying. (laughs) I'm I'm sure there are other ones out there that you'll find enormous joy with. (laughs) (laughs) So what does WHIP stand for, lovely Shannon? Work in progress. And I imagine that people who are familiar with a whip are probably more from technology basis perhaps. I don't know. I know a lot of tech people are comfortable with whips and agencies as well, um, like marketing agencies. But I don't think that there are too many general small businesses who run a weekly whip um, and it's work in progress. Is that how we say it? Whip. Work in progress. (laughs) Whip. Whip. (laughs) Okay, everyone, it's time for the whip. Is a cartoon character, um, Quip. Uh, it was a Family Guy, I think, where he's like, oh, "I never watched Family Guy." No, you know what? It was the it was the baby. He said, "Whip," and the, oh. and the dog got upset. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> this isn't going right. This isn't going to be a short episode after I talk about cartoon characters. <laughs> this is going to be it? quite the challenge, I have to say. So, Julie, before we um, kick into the agenda of a whip do we have to have a weekly whip from my perspective so within a dental practice situation it would be very similar with physios gps and all other health services and massage clinics and other like businesses i think when they are talking about the redoing this daily operations again and again every day maybe a morning huddle is a good way to go but the minute you've got a project you're introducing a new piece of machinery you're doing a renovation you're choosing a new location to for the business to go to I think where you've got a specific project that does require momentum and several people taking on minor tasks and projects in order to get the goals of that project achieved I think a whip would be enormously helpful. Mm. And I I certainly think in the experiences that I've had, there's enough happening on a weekly basis that adds value, especially because one of the big problems that I see, or they're not problems, but the challenges that I see is small businesses are so busy that it's very rare to pull your head up and actually check in. I think also a lot of small business owners that I've certainly worked with have challenges with holding their team accountable to anything that's not business as usual. And also business as usual can drop through the cracks. So having a weekly structured agenda where we're checking in on these things would actually help solve some of those problems before they're problems. So the takeaway that I'd love for our listeners to have from this is have a listen to the podcast for the rest of it. See if there's value from your perspective in terms of solving some of the problems in your business. Have a look at the agenda items that we recommend and modify it for your your purposes. If it doesn't add value, don't do it. But don't not do it because it's something that's different and new and there might be resistance to it. Nicely said. Nicely said. Thank you. So what are the 
benefits of the whip before we jump into the agenda side of it what's the what are the benefits of a whip well you use the term team unification and i said isn't that just people talking to each other and getting on the same page <laughs> and getting out of the weeds and julie was like yeah it's team unification and i was like I'm going to Shannonize it and call it getting out of the weeds. So I think it's a time to get out of the weeds of the day-to-day um, and to improve communications. I think that's a, big, that's a big why. What else do you think, Julie? Yeah, I love that one. It does keep up that momentum, making sure that mm. everyone is understanding very clearly how important, urgent these things are to get done and maintain that momentum. That's how we achieve progress, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And a big part of momentum is a cadence of accountability. So a big challenge that I do see is because there's so much pressure to get things done, the accountability of we said we were going to do it, but we didn't, especially for internal change or internal processes, the accountability can drop by the wayside, especially when you're delivering services to clients so that, that cadence of accountability of you said you were going to do it, you didn't do it, and continually following up can be really valuable. That's a big part of the whip. I love that. And it kind of goes into one of the other benefits that I've noted down here that we discovered together and that you've always known because you've been doing whips for a little while now. <laughs> and that's acknowledging <laughs> quality effort by other team members. And that can help in the accountability area as well, reward the behaviour you want repeated. Yeah, 100%. So it's not so much about name and shame, but by the other side of the coin, if you can actually, what's the opposite of name and shame? Unname and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is Some, the opposite of shame? I think in, uh, uh, enliven? I don't know. Anyway, the opposite of name and shame is, yes, acknowledge of, of quality effort. And a big part of also this is to clear roadblocks. So if there are things that are likely to affect success, you can actually address that before it's affecting success and therefore keep progression happening, which is that momentum side of things. So I think that's all good reasons why you would want to uh, hold a weekly whip if it makes sense for your business. Tremendous, tremendous. And what length of time would you suggest, Shannon, that these whips go for? So I'm a big advocate any on any regular meeting that you have, if it's a daily stand-up or a weekly whip, it is as short as you can possibly make it because if it becomes a long talk fest, the risk is that people, especially people being the business owner, says, well, there's no value in this. We're not getting anything done. It's taking too much time. And and then it stops happening. People can easily say, oh, I'm, I'm too busy to do that. And then it doesn't happen at all. So I would be saying 15 minutes, half an hour max. It does depend on the size of your business and, and the number of people that are there, but I would, I would really strongly encourage people to keep it as short as possible. And there's some strategies that I want to talk through around making sure that you stick to the agenda. Tremendous. And I agree with you that whatever you can do to shift the culture of your business from we always talk a lot of stuff, but nothing ever gets done. <laughs> it's such mm. a damaging <laughs> culture, isn't it? And so do whatever you can to make sure these meetings are meaningful and actions are actioned because you want to develop that culture that what we say, we do. 
Mm, absolutely, absolutely. So let's jump into an agenda, Julie. What would you suggest an item? And and we when we talk about this, we've prioritised in the order that we think. But again, this needs to suit your business. So feel free to, you know, make stuff up yourselves. Go for it. We're not going to check in and tell you off. But what do you think should be number one on the agenda, Julie? Agenda number one is a shout-out to all those that have delivered a quality performance the past week. Yeah, I think uh, number one being celebrating any sort of wins, so any outstanding performance or company performance or any wins, customers who have given great feedback, I think anything to celebrate a win, it starts the meeting off really positively and actually embeds within the mindset of the team members that we do good we do good stuff there's good here so I think that that's a really great way to start things off that is a good way of starting things off and I reminds me of I have heard that the first few seconds of any gathering of people is so impactful of how the mood of that meeting's going to go or that gathering's going to go and they say it's so important when you come home from work when you walk in the door the first few seconds who are you bringing into that space for the first four seconds because that then has a knock-on effect for the rest of the evening uh, in a home but the same thing can be said for a, a meeting too let's start off on the right foot let's all get positive and happy and have a great meeting mm, absolutely Number two, special dates or upcoming events that people need to take note of. So just it's a good way to remind people of things that are happening in the business. Incidentally, between item number one and two, we're only talking about a couple of minutes. So we're not getting into the deep dive. Here's the monthly, you know, here's the annual agenda. We're just literally saying in the next week, remember that we've got um, the company picnic or that uh, particular thing is being delivered or what have you. So it's a really short, sharp update just on important items that people need to be aware of. So agenda item number three, I would suggest, is your status update of your previous WIPs action items. So at the end of the meeting, you will have a set of action items with responsibilities allocated. So what you want to do is make sure that you go through that action list and say, Julie, did you do that thing? Yes or no? If no, we add it back onto the agenda for the next week to get done. We're going to talk about that accountability and also what do we do if Julie doesn't have capacity to get that done later on. So this is just a tick box. Yes or no? Did you do it? Yes or no? We don't want to get into a talk fest. Anything that's a no, we pop it on the item Next, and anything that's a yes, we say thumbs up. Fantastic. <laughs> and agenda, agenda item number four is what's coming up for the coming week. What are people doing? What projects are they taking on? Uh, do they have any questions around trying to get those projects underway? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A good part of this is being able to say, I actually need help. Um, I didn't get my last three things on my action item list done and I've got a new project starting. I'm going to deliver to that client and there's another thing happening. I'm going to need some support. So I think that, that this section is the bit where you are looking to create the new action item list but not simply just dumping on people to deliver, giving them 
autonomy to say, I'm not going to be able to do that. I need support and being able to find who can actually pick up and help, which helps in that team unification, Julie. I love that team unification. <laughs> yeah. And I would imagine that that step four, that may require a little bit longer portion of the meeting. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's essentially where your talk is. But again, we want it to be really focused on the outcome of the meeting is to fill the action item list for the next week. So we're really just talking about what needs to be done, whether I need support, what are the roadblocks, um, and what are the roadblocks to getting there? Who can help solve those roadblocks? What do we put on the action list for the next week? Nice. And it reminds yeah. me, of, you know, I love quoting people who are quite credible in the world, and I'm going to be quoting Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I say to dental teams with, the, with regards to the morning huddle. We just need to know the key information. And as Judge Judy says, I just want to know the facts of what happened. I don't need your editorialising of the events. And I think that's the same with these sort of nice, short, snappy meetings. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. The item number five is about team availability. So double checking who's actually going to be in the office, not in the office, on holidays. Part of the I need help is when people can actually say, I'm actually available, I've got capacity to take on that piece of work. So being able to check in and specifically ask, are you available or not, is item number four. And as we mentioned before too. Sorry. Yes, that's agenda number five. And as we mentioned before too, when we state out loud, I am available for you to come to me for support because I'll be in the office on these particular days or I've got this particular availability, you're giving your permission for and, and, you, and you're setting up an agreement that I am here for you to support you and I think that's tremendous for teamwork. And, and great for culture, especially if your culture is about teamwork. Agenda item number six. Julie, I realise we've actually got seven agenda items and this is going to cause confusion for, for you because you only had five fingers to count on, but work with me. You can borrow two of my fingers, okay? Because I am writing with one hand, so. Yes. So item number six is to confirm the action items. So you want to read through and make sure that what has been spoken of is agreed to. So Julie... By the next meeting, you will have done A, B, and C, and Shannon, you are helping Julie on D, E, and F. Do you also do you all understand? Do you all agree? No more. What is it? Final, final bid. Final. Everything's closed. All bids are closed. Final bid off or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's d- developing that true clarity. People, when they're leaving hmm. this meeting, they they know exactly what they're supposed to do and when they're supposed to do it by. Yep, absolutely. And what's our final agenda item, Julie? That is, are there any questions? Is everyone clear of what they need to do? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love a clarity confirmation. Mm. And that's it. I've got a couple of structural things that I want to throw in to support making sure that you have a successful meeting. Number one, start and finish on time so important because it does show that this is an important standard that we hold in the business we start and finish on time it also means that people can trust that the meeting's going to go this long because if it goes this long they're not going to want to turn up so start and finish on time keep it really tight 
in the what's on part, which is our number four, have a parking lot. Give yourself permission if you are running the meeting to be able to say, if this is not getting us to our action item or is going to take us over time, let's put it in the parking lot and let's hold another time to actually dig deep into this problem. So if there's a big roadblock, we can't solve it in the meeting, we actually need to have a specific time set out to actually solve that problem, make sure that your meeting gets caught on, on um, caught in the thing. And on the action items, I would really strongly encourage people you've, you've got to have someone to, to write that down and share it it can be as simple as a google sheet where you can update it but you know there's so many cheap and free project management solutions out there that uh, make sure that you update that and give access to that so that people can update their completion of it very easily they would be my final little Wraps on how to do a whip. Wrap, whip I love it because I had three things to raise. One of them, that's right, do we need to appoint a scribe at the very start so we're actually getting some sort of tracking of what's happening in that meeting? And mm-hmm. uh, and you've said yes, absolutely, for the coming um, action items, definitely. But this is where ClickUp, Trello, these sort of project management tools can be enormously useful because it's less scribing and more dragging things and attaching items to specific team members, that's all happening within the online space. And then everyone's updated at the same time because they've all got access to that one board. Absolutely. And then from a management perspective, once you create a task, you can always set a start date on it. If you're seeing that a task is actually taking four weeks to get completed, then either the task is too big, the resource is over capacity, or they're not actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. And, and that gives you an opportunity to have a, a um, what's the word, constructive management conversation, not just a name and shame and blame, but uh, what's going on, what supports mm. do you need, why are we not progressing this? And you wouldn't do that in the meeting, by the way. You'd, you'd actually have that. That would be an offline meeting. And I think the process of our personal development how we get used to doing things in a new way and if you haven't been doing whips in the past give people that ability to turn up to a few whips understand how the accountability side happens understand how we see when we start the meeting when we say we're starting the meeting at eight we start it right on eight give people a chance to get accustomed to this new way of doing things and so if they come to the first or second whip meeting without having performed their task don't go heavy on on them just recognize that people need to have their own practice to master this new way of doing something yeah absolutely and the other thing I mentioned I had noted down for myself is what kind of preparation should each of the team members if they haven't done whips before how do the managers of the organization say to prepare for their team members to prepare for their whip sessions and so they bring their current projects to the table and I would imagine too I'd always I always suggest having pen and paper in hand whether you look at your note again ever again in the future just the process of writing down I'm going to need to do this thing in this coming week leaves a stronger impression in the brain so I would say yes definitely bring get your team members to bring a pad and pen along yeah you'd you'd certainly want to encourage your team members to have finished their action items or be able to call out what supports they need in order to get the action items done and to also be able to say here is what I need to do over the next week so it does actually help your team members to forward plan their weeks and hold themselves accountable to what they said they were going to do so I'd certainly encourage 
you know, uh, leaders to encourage their team members to be prepared for the meeting because there'd be nothing worse than turning up and saying, so, Julie, what are you doing next week? And Julie's like, I don't know, just, can you just tell know, me Tell what me what you do. want I me to do? I, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, that does happen because it is about, in a, through a slow process, but encouraging responsibility with each of your team members as these meetings go on. So you're hoping to see ever-increasing senses of responsibility that each team member brings to the table. Mm, absolutely. Now, Julie, I'm looking at the time. We said this is going to be short. I don't know if we've done it in 20 minutes, but <laughs> hopefully we're close to it. We're certainly going to be around 30 minutes and we'll improve our shorts because this is the first time we're doing it. Do you think we've done enough to finish our shorts? So or maybe this is a, what's a three-quarter short called? Maybe it's a culotte. <laughs> a culotte. <laughs> this, is, this is the culotte. That's right. That we're, in wrong. we're in practice mode. We've got to you know, give us a mode. chance. Give us a chance. <laughs> we're going to improve. It'll be short, sharp, no no details next time. I'm not going to be talking cartoon characters or about my <laughs> singing to you guys, but, you know, give us a break. <laughs> well, thank you so much for telling me and enlightening me all about the whips. I hope other people out there have really enjoyed hearing about how whips can help their project management within their organisations. Absolutely. And check out the resources part of the, our website, practicingtheartofsmallbusiness.com.au and all the show notes because what we'll do is drop down the agenda and at least have a downloadable that you can click into so that you're already ready to go when you have your first whip, whip, whip. Oh, I love it. I love it. Thanks so much, Shannon. I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks, Julie. Thanks, listeners. Take care. Bye. Bye.